0: my intent is to be my best self. And if that makes someone else uncomfortable, um, I can't really do much about it besides just continue to be nice and authentic.
1: Hello, my gorgeous, confident queens, kings, and monarchs out there. This is your confident mama out here ready for season two of getting to share some incredible interviews to help us all live our best, most confident lives as parents, partners, and business owners. Let's get going.
0: Good afternoon, Madison. Hi. I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh, I'm so excited to be just being interviewed and get to have this opportunity I'm excited
1: yeah I'm excited for you too we were just talking before we hopped on that she's usually on the other side of these interviews so it'll be fun for her to get to be the one
0: being interviewed (laughs) yes I know I'm like I'm like a little nervous I'm like "Hmm, this is not normal for me but it's good to get out of my comfort zone that is okay. We're all about getting
1: out of our comfort zones here, so we like that. Do so <laughs> you want to just kind of start by introducing yourself
0: and a little bit about who you are and what you do? All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm Madison Rowell. Um, I co-host another podcast called Eve Unleashed um, with my friend. And then I also have um, my Instagram is Finding Authentic. It's something I've been pursuing um honestly the last two years but I really focused my Instagram on it um, more recently realizing that there are so many other people looking for that same thing of figuring out how to be authentic and finding authenticity um I dabble in a lot of things I'm a kind of a Hobby collector and job collector, so I do my podcast. I'm a, um, a dental assistant that I do sometimes, and now I'm getting into kind of real estate stuff. So I just kind of hop around and whatever um, excites me in the moment. I love it. So, uh, what is like your guys's podcast really geared towards? Um, it's geared towards women that want to talk about. Um, sometimes difficult topics and we like to talk about mental health especially but we started it uh, my friend Brittany and I started it because we both grew up in Utah well I sorry no she grew up in Utah I grew up in Oregon but we both live in Utah where there's a lot of topics that people have a hard time discussing especially women and we would talk about with each other and decided you know maybe we should put some of this out there so people that have questions about Um, intimacy and mental health. And we like to interview people just to get the conversation going so people can get more comfortable with these topics.
1: I love it. I think that's so important. And that's what we're all about here too, which is why I thought you would be such a perfect guest for this. So um, I know you said that your Instagram is really like starting to be geared to being more authentically you. What does that mean to you? And like, what has your journey been like
0: finding that within yourself? So for me, um, authenticity is about honoring like my desires and my dreams and things I have Um, because I grew up um, LDS and my parents were super supportive of me having all these hobbies and different things but there was always this underlying thing of, okay but like you can do whatever you want and as long as you get married and have kids really quickly. and then be a mom. And that's all you should be doing at that point is being a mom and be happy. So I did just that. I got married, I had kids really quickly. And then I went, okay, now what? Like, (laughs) you know, I was um, not content just being a stay-at-home mom. And there's nothing wrong, I say just being. I wasn't being a stay-at-home mom because being a stay-at-home mom is never a just. It's a lot. But I always felt pulled towards more. I wanted to do more. And so for me to become my authentic self, I had to honor that and start working towards that for myself because I wasn't being even the mom I wanted because I wasn't really fully living authentically. So that journey looked like trying out lots of different jobs and trying out lots of different hobbies, (laughs) putting myself out there more. and even going as far as for me, a big thing in my authenticity is last year is I don't wear dresses anymore um, because it's something I've never liked and really no other reason than that. I've just, my entire childhood, my parents be like, here, wear a dress of this. And I'm like, I have to wear a dress of this. I don't want to. And realizing, oh, I'm an adult. I can just wear pants if I want to. Just honoring those things about myself um, has been huge and not being afraid to be different.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, I have a
1: very similar story. Also grew up LDS, also had that like, you know, you're good to do anything you want to, but your family always has to come first type of thing. And um, yeah, it was really hard to find myself for a while there because I was so set on following the path that everybody else kind of ex- Expected me to take rather than following the path that was right for me and you're right being a stay-at-home mom is a whole job in and of itself honestly I couldn't handle it to be honest (laughs) I I feel much more at home uh, you know working full-time than I ever did as a stay-at-home mom full-time but for those who didn't do it
0: like god bless you you guys are saints (laughs) Well, I honestly was having a conversation with some friends just the other day about how I feel sometimes if my husband and I were raised in a different type of environment, like I honestly think sometimes he would have done better as a stay at home dad and me working because he works and he um, is an amazing provider but he like works to be home. Like he just wants to be home, you know? So he works so that he can have fun at home and I'm almost the opposite where I'm like, Oh, I'm just itching to get out. And I want to do all these things. And, and there was a lot of like start and stop for me too in my journey of, I would start a job and then something would come up with the kids or whatever. And so I would have to quit so that we could like make things work, you know? And that happened a lot where I'd like, I get going and I get in this groove and you know, something would happen or my husband's schedule would change and mine was always like secondary. Um, and it wasn't even that my husband wanted it to be secondary to me. It's like, well, that's what I had to do. Like, it wasn't even a question. So looking back at our lives, I even talked to my husband, he was kind of agreeing. He's like, yeah, I think if we had grown up differently, maybe that would have been a better choice. And that's something hopefully I'm kind of, that's why I want to go into real estate and a few other entrepreneur things like, oh, well, if I can make enough and I can grow this now, even though I'm late in the game starting, you know, that hopefully can provide him more freedom to be home. Because I, I really think that's kind of where our role's more lie, even though it's not traditional.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I love like the non-traditional, I love that more men are being stay-at-home dads. I think it's amazing. Well, and I think it's so hard to kind of shed those years and years of like conditioning in yourself. So even if you like weren't intentionally putting yourself secondary or on the back burner kind of, like it's so ingrained in you that it's just like, oh, this came up. So I have to do this. Like you don't even give it a second thought because it's just like Ingrained in you. So, like, how have you kind of like worked through that like you know, social kind of conditioning to actually find what you want to do rather than like, you know, what you think you should be doing? If that makes yeah.
0: Sense. Um, I'd say practice, practice, practice. Like when I first started kind of going against the grain or doing things different, it was so scary and hard. But um, but just the, more I just start with like little things, um, like wearing, wearing pants to church, or um, just speaking up for if I disagreed with something. And then, but I think also like voicing it as another thing that I think was ingrained is like, well, even if you don't like what's going on, this is your duty is to be home. So like, you just don't talk about if you're not happy. And if you're not content and so that was or like i would try to force my authentic self to fit in this box and then once i gave voice to how i felt of why well, i actually feel this right now and telling my husband that that's a huge thing is communication is huge we spent so many years of our marriage being so polite to each other, <laughs> not talking about the things that were just truly crushing us, you know, it's like, it's okay, we're okay, it's not a big deal, and then once I started voicing and saying, I really, like, want this, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not okay with how things are, I was shocked at how he was like, well, yeah, I love that, like, I love your views on this, and let's, like, work towards it he was so supportive but i had already decided before i talked to him that he wasn't going to be supportive of it so i never brought it up like i had already had the discussion in my brain knew how it was going to end so i just didn't even bring it up (laughs) and then i bring it up and i'm like oh you're you're cool with this oh (laughs) okay (laughs) so i think giving voice to the conditioning too and and not all conditioning is bad too that's one thing i've had to like acknowledge is Like my parents didn't do everything bad. There are some amazing things that I, you know, conditioned to be kind, patient, loving. So it's kind of going through my childhood and picking like, Hey, this thing serves me good. I'm going to keep that. But this thing really doesn't serve a purpose in my life. I can drop that one and picking and choosing the things we want to keep and deciding even today, my daughter asked for mac and cheese for breakfast. And I, my initial reaction was no. But then I was like, well, am I saying no because I really don't want to eat mac and cheese and I really care? Or am I just saying no because mac and cheese is not a breakfast item? <laughs> and so when I thought about it, I was like, I really don't care if she eats mac and cheese for breakfast. And we had mac and cheese for breakfast because getting past the conditioning of the immediate no, that's not breakfast. It's like, well, not any worse than Cocoa Puffs for breakfast. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: It's true. Cocoa puffs are probably worse. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, though. It's funny, like, that you say that, because I feel like, especially as women, like, we have these conversations in our head with ourselves about how certain things are going to go, and then we don't even, like, you know, move it past those, like, conversations in our head to see how it actually goes, and it might be different, but we're so good at like being in our own heads all the time about everything um Mm -hmm. and I know you brought up like one of the big things that you did was like you know start wearing pants to church which like you know growing up LDS that's like what? Like you have this idea of like, you know, this is like the perfect LDS woman who wears this nice dress. She has, you know, beautiful long curled hair, like, you know, like that is the epitome of the LDS woman. So what has it been like to do that? And like, were the reactions from other people like around you, what you thought they would be, or was it all just like mostly those
0: conversations
1: in <laughs> of
0: where you expected it to go? <laughs> um, so there were, I think, the immediate reaction of people, a few people. Um, my mother-in-law was one of them. When my husband told her, like, "Oh, I'm buying Madison's um some outfits for church," and she was like, "Oh, show me." And he showed her like these jump. I wear like jumpsuits and things like that. Oh, cool. And Love she that. was like, "What is she one of those?" people who want the priesthood and like, you know, that whole drama thing. Right. And I was like, and he was like, no, it's literally, um, she just wants to. Right. And that was kind of it from like reaction. I heard from her going to church. There's definitely been some people who just like, no one said anything directly to me. Um, but, and I'm lucky that I have a ward that's pretty um laid back I'm like I'm really lucky in our ward but there have been a few ladies who don't talk to me like and that was something I expected um but there's been I've been shocked by I've had probably 10 women message me outside of church texting or whatever like I just love you wearing pants to church that's so cool that's so awesome and so I know that I'm seeing a difference in people seeing that and it's helping them feel more comfortable And I even had a young woman come up to me and ask me like, Hey, where did you buy your pants? Cause I want to do that too. So that made me feel really happy. Cause I'm like, I get to be that example to someone that I didn't have that it's okay to dress differently. And for me, I feel way more, I just feel more comfortable. I realized I spent a lot of time that I was at church worried about the dress I was wearing not being comfortable I was like oh my dresses come up above my knee too much or I was cold or just different things or my legs weren't shaved and I'm not wearing nylons and all like I I would just obsess about what I was wearing and now I get to just be because I'm completely comfortable in what I'm wearing when I'm there um and that's even on like dates and that kind of stuff like I just it because I wear i don't have any dresses in my closet anymore and someone even was trying to tell me like oh you should buy these skirts because they have shorts and I'm like I just don't wear them anymore like I just don't because now everywhere I go I know I'm comfortable and it's just that pressure is just not there and removing that but it has been cool to see other women be like accept it and and be excited to see it and so I was really nervous that people wouldn't um, would be upset. I was worried about that. Um, I was worried about, um, I told my husband, I don't know if I'll ever get a calling serving with youth. If I'm wearing pants, that's something I had to, like, I decided for myself, I was like, okay, if I do this, I know there's a really good chance that I won't get to serve with youth because parents might not like it. And things like that. And I came to turn to that in my head and now I'm helping with girls camp. So it really was a lot more built up in my head than it actually ended up being.
1: Yeah well I like a couple of the points that you made there like if we're authentically ourselves we're going to be more confident and we're going to be more comfortable and able to focus on the things that we should actually like be focusing on rather than you know all of these other small little details that don't really matter in the end and it also gives like the opportunity for other people to see and grow from it too, and to gain some confidence in themselves
0: from seeing us gain confidence in ourselves, which is so cool. I love that so much. Exactly, I just, I want other women to, I'm hoping to kind of, cause I had to go through this big long journey to realize I could do what I wanted to do. And if I can just shorten somebody else's journey just a little bit by making them realize they can kind of do what they want or, that there's more options. Um, I think it's totally worth it. I've even been seeing it with my friends. I like, um, I have a friend group and me and other lady are very much kind of on this authenticity journey. And we go, I go on like retreats without my kids and my husband like once or twice a year where I go around other women and I learn I grow. And you know, and she does that too. So we bring it up with our other friends. They're like, Oh, like, I don't know if I could leave my kids. And I'm like, you can, and you should, like, it's good for your husband to be with your kids to have that time. And it's good for your kids to kind of be without our mom sometimes too. And it's good. And I'm, us moms need to recharge. Like regardless of what we're doing with our mom journeys, we all need to recharge. Yes, really.
1: I love retreats. Like They're my favorite. I I will (laughs) always love them. Seriously, they're the best. You said like one of your main goals is to obviously like help shorten that path for Mm -hmm. uh, women that are kind of going through their own authenticity journeys. So, what like tips, tricks, tools, anything like that do you have for women
0: that are going through that right now? Um, I would say a big one for me was figuring out my Enneagram number um, I went on a retreat that was specifically for that figuring out my Enneagram number and I'm an Enneagram four, helped me just yeah hone in on who I am and my motivation for things and actually to reconnect with that because. I realized once I figured out my Enneagram number that I was always trying to be a seven. Like I desperately wanted to be this outgoing, energetic person. And then once I figured out I'm a four, it gave me more um, freedom to accept that. So I think f- like, on and there's so many other personality things. So doing something where you're learning about yourself, um, education is huge, mental health, because we can't figure out our own authentic selves if we're clouded by all of our anxiety and other mental health, like um, once I started getting treatment for my anxiety too, I was able to, to enjoy my life, which I wasn't before. And um, so I think it's, yeah, focusing on mental health and education about ourselves. And as moms, we focus so much on our children and our spouse. It can be kind of hard to change that focus to learning about who we are. And it is learning who we are again, because once you have kids, you're a different person. That was one thing that was hard for me too, is accepting that I am a different person. My husband and I have been married for 12 years and um, I'm like, you married a different person than who you're married to now. And he's different too. And part of being authentic is knowing that who I am right now, like my authentic self right now is different than who my authentic self is probably going to be down the line and being okay with that constant learning and growing and changing into this I don't know who I'm going to be person um, but I want to be it so I'm going to keep working on myself.
1: I 100% agree. I feel like in today's culture we're like you know told to set you know, certain goals to be at certain places at certain times or whatever, and then we have these unrealistic expectations of where we're supposed to be, and like, you know, when we reach this big, huge goal, it's like this giant thing, but really, it's like every single day, just like working on bettering ourselves a little bit, and finding our authentic self, for that day because it changes like literally day by day the person you were yesterday is not the same person you're going to be tomorrow and I think accepting that within ourselves is sometimes the very hardest part
0: oh yeah especially I feel like social media has created a hard thing where you see people they they pull up these tweets or things that someone posted five years ago they're like look what you said five years ago this is what you think and every time I see that, I'm like, they're not the same person. There are things that I said and did as a teenager that I am mortified as an adult now. I'm so thankful I didn't have social media to air all my dumb thoughts on. And in 20 years, I am might look back to this and be like, oh, huh, man, I wish I didn't hadn't have tried that. But, you know, right now in the moment, I'm just making the best decisions that I can. And I have to give myself grace for that because I have... You know, made mistakes or tried things that didn't work out. I've tried a few different MLMs when I was first trying to figure out how to make income and um, lost money and I would beat myself up about it forever. And thankfully, my husband's an accountant, so he knows a lot about business stuff. And so he'd always reassure me all entrepreneurs go through this. You're going to have times you lose money and you have to like forgive yourself and not stop because most people go through a a few failures before they're successful. And that, I had to remind myself that a lot. I'm like, it's okay to fail. It's okay to fail. It's okay to keep going. Um, And as women, that's hard, especially when your whole life revolves around your kids and your husband, when something happens with your kid or your kids or your husband, you know, it doesn't go to plan or you fail in some aspect or even what other people perceive as a failure. We have an episode about divorce and it drives me crazy that divorce is always seen as like this failure where I feel like oftentimes divorce is the thing that they both needed. Like it's it's the next step for them to, you know, there's there's a reason why it wasn't working. You know, it's not always that someone failed. Sometimes it's just that people grow Thankfully, my husband and I have been able to grow alongside each other, but that's not the case for everybody. So just this idea of it's okay to, for things to not be perfect, as long as I'm going to keep trying, keep going, and keep honoring the decisions that I want to make.
1: Absolutely. I'm that exact person that you were just talking about. I'm I just went through a divorce and that was the thing like the person I was at 18 when we got married is very different than the person I am at 26 and like obviously there's nothing like bad there wasn't any like harshness there or anything it was just that you know we were both growing and we grew apart rather than together and that was okay and it was authentic for both of us to decide that that was you know time to split you know so yeah. yeah it's definitely one of those things where there's a lot of like shame and stigma around it but sometimes it's the best thing for most people to live authentically for themselves rather than trying to force themselves into this you know hole that they dug for themselves basically you know, years ago when they yeah. got married so well
0: and there's so many aspects to it i really hope that's i'm really trying with my kids to not place Really, any boxes on them that I can, because there are so many boxes that society and not even just LDS Church churches in general. Like, I mean, I see this in all over the place, and then even in certain types of jobs. You know, there's wherever you go in life, there's these boxes, and um, you have to be able to choose whether or not you want to fit in them or not. And one thing that happens is, you know, I got married at 18 as well, and yeah, I didn't realize at the time, but like my brain was not fully developed. (laughs) So I was putting myself in boxes without really having the full information or maturity to figure out if it's what I really wanted. And again, I got really fortunate that my husband and I were able to grow together through this and we're doing so well, but that's not the case for everybody. And then even with myself, coming to terms with like I have this short really short pixie cut hairstyle and I dress in pants I'm not very feminine and having to own that part of myself of I am more comfortable wearing more masculine type clothing of um just not being ashamed of looking different than other people um and just trying to be more open about sexuality and all your different things because our children, my children don't know who their authentic selves are yet. So I'm trying to not make them be a certain thing authentically and let that develop naturally and be open to whatever their authentic selves become and and change and grow. I mean, that's the thing, they're going to change and grow and I've got to be okay with the path they go into.
1: I was going to say feminine is not one way and feminism to me is being exactly that authentically ourselves in whatever way that shows up whether that's being a working mom or a stay-at-home mom dressing in very you know dressy you know, traditional feminine clothes or having a pixie cut and dressing in pants. Like, I think it's all feminine and it's all part of, you know, that feminism, so.
0: Exactly, and that's, and the more of us that can do that and the more it becomes normal, it's just gonna get more comfortable for everybody because um, because there is a lot of exclusivity where you feel like you have to fit in a certain way to be a mom you have to look a certain way you have to or even to be a working mom like all of them have these kind of like stigmas you know it's like I have a my friend is doing homeschooling and she's like oh, I have a hard time because I'm not as like crunchy as all the other homeschool moms she's like I'm really not like that kind of homeschool mom she's like I but she just wanted more time with her kids so she's homeschooling and so even her having to battle that like okay I'm gonna homeschool, but I don't look like everyone else that's homeschooling, you know, and finding her place to fit in. So kind of, it's interesting how no matter what you do, it seems like you just can't, it's hard to truly fit in wherever you go. So you have to just kind of learn to be happy with yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I spoke on a panel uh, for a Women's Entrepreneurship Week. Um, a little bit ago and that's one of the things that I brought up is I feel like sometimes as a woman in business you feel like you have to dress and act a certain way whatever to get respect especially like as a female business owner like you have Mm -hmm. to fight for respect anyway so you have to show up in a certain way and I've never really fit into those boxes like I dress I always say it's like business sexy, like I'll wear like (laughs) a sexy like lingerie top with like business pants and a blazer. And that's Mm. how I show up to things or like as a mom, like I'll show up to things in a crop top and short shorts and totally be okay with that too. And I feel like some people like to touch me because of that, but I'm a great mom. And I am a great, like, businesswoman and business owner, well-respected in my community, and none of those things have anything to do with the way that I dress. (laughs) And I think people forget that.
0: (laughs) I, true, exactly. I feel like you just, you feel like you have to fit in these boxes. And it's crazy to me how restricting that becomes, right? And then you did, and again, it's in our own heads. So we decide because, because I, because I'm not looking like this person, I'm not going to be as successful as them. Instead of looking at our other talents that we have, that have nothing to do with the way that we look and have to do with um, just who we are and our abilities. And, And also I think too, is part of being authentic is owning like those things about myself and catching myself. And, and I would like be, I would put myself down before I even tried something because I'm like, oh, that person is already successful. I'm not like them. I can't do it. And then um, I started talking to a woman, Whitney Bergero. She owns a bunch of businesses here in Cache Valley and does a few things. And um, I was talking to her about like, oh, I want to be like you, but like, you're just so good at this. And she's like, I'm not naturally good at this. She goes, I paid for education and I learned and I got a mentor and all these things. And it like blew my mind. I just like assumed like (laughs) <laughs> that she just was this great business person. And then I had to, so then I'm like, okay, I can do this. I just have to put in the time and the effort if it's really what I want to do. Um, Cause I think I naturally want to just be good at things and to humble myself and say, you know what? I'm not naturally going to be good at everything that I try, but it's what I want. So I'm going to go for it. I'm going to put the time and effort into it is important.
1: Yeah, well, and that's part of like being authentic and your tool that you said, which is like just learning more about yourself. If you know your own strengths and weaknesses, right, you can work with those and you can do things to strengthen your weaknesses and you can make sure that you're using your strengths in a way that's going to be like authentic to you and make you feel more confident in the ways that you show up in life. Um so what would you say or how would you say um,
0: just being more authentically you has really impacted your confidence? Um, it has affected my confidence. I can really say in every situation. Um, just because I know I know what I want now, where before I was super, wishy-washy, even when it came down to like, where do you want to eat for dinner for your birthday? I'd be like, I don't know. What does everybody else want? And I would, and um, I just, I couldn't make a decision because I was trying so hard to make sure that everyone around me was happy with my decision. So I couldn't make a decision if it was going to make anybody uncomfortable. And which means there was no decision. I couldn't do anything. So Owning my authenticity and just being and figuring out what I want, then, and also realizing that I'm gonna make people uncomfortable, but it's not about me. I'm not purposely going out with the intent to make anyone uncomfortable or the intent to hurt anybody. My intent is to be my best self. And if that makes someone else uncomfortable, um, I can't really do much about it besides just continue to be nice and authentic. Cause I think continuing to be authentic they'll either get more comfortable around it or will naturally drift. Mm-hmm. So now I can make decisions. I can say, okay, I want to go to this place to eat because I like it. And if someone else doesn't want to come, it's not a big deal. I want to go to a retreat. I want to learn this thing. When I did dental assisting, I was so excited because mm-hmm. I got to go to school for it. It was my first time doing full-time school. And my kids, my youngest was in daycare. So it was my first time really going in on something that was completely for me. And I finished school and I'm really great at it. And I got into the workforce and I was making hardly anything. (laughs) And so then I had to authentically go, hmm, this isn't serving me as much as this was cool. And I learned a lot from it. I wasn't really making much after daycare. So then, the next authentic decision was for me to stop working full time in dental assisting, and to find something that was like worth my time. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Is I'm finding, trying to find a work that I love that is worth the time I spend away from my kids. That's important to me. But it was hard because I was like, everyone's going to think I'm a failure. Everyone's going to think I'm a quitter because I got into this job, I did all this stuff, and now I'm just stopping. So I almost didn't quit. I almost stayed with it because I was worried about what other people would think of me. And then my husband was like, well, yes, but like, what do you want? And I was like, well, I don't want to work for $11 an hour. I, I that's not worth the time away from everybody for that. And so then I, I quit and I got another opportunity started coming up. I feel like when you put out there, you get, so things started coming up. Um, But it was hard for a minute. I was like, oh, I don't like my job, but I shouldn't quit because everyone's going to think I'm a quitter. And that's not a good enough reason to stay in a job. (laughs) No, definitely not. I feel like that's
1: kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like we have these big set goals of how life is going to go and then we reach it. And then it's like, well, this isn't exactly how I imagined it going. And now I need to. Be authentically me and maybe shift into something new and sometimes that's super hard but it's all about that day-to-day change and what worked for you and was authentic for you yesterday
0: may not be tomorrow and that's okay (laughs) Mm -hmm, exactly just having the confidence to go you know this is the best decision for me and this is what's going to serve me in the long run um and and I don't regret Learning dental assisting because it was a chance for me to prove to myself that I was like worth the time I I was worth the time and I like I could do that I could do that hard thing of doing school. Which now is serving me in my next pursuits of like okay I did this thing I know I can do it so I'm going to keep going towards my next big goal without shame without feeling bad because I took what I needed from that experience. And now I'm going to move forward towards my next self. Ah, uh,
1: I love it. And that's really what it's all about. is just moving little bits forward into our next selves. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. This conversation was so good. So where can we find you and all of your things?
0: I'm on finding.authentic is my name. So you can find me at finding.authentic. And then my podcast I do with my friend, Brittany is called Eve unleashed. So like Adam and Eve, but it's Eve unleashed. Um, and yeah, that's, that's where I post most of my stuff, Eve Unleashed. We po- I just focus on the podcast, um, on finding authentic. I, it's more my day to day, just journey of figuring out myself and who I am. Um, and it's been fun to share it's cool to connect with so many people online it's funny how we shifted from like don't talk to strangers online to (laughs) like some of my best friends are online
1: literally all of my best friends have been met online because like you know it's funny you just like start connecting in different ways and I think it's great because more people are being authentic on social media and we're actually making genuine connections with other people because we don't have like this persona uh, between us, you know, of mm-hmm. that anymore. So it's super cool. And obviously, I mean, I found you and yeah. you and I <laughs> seem like we're going to be great friends.
0: So <laughs> I'm, I, it's, it's the best. It's just so good to find other like-minded people. And, and even if people like are sharing similar stuff just the different takes on it and experiences just it's so enriching and expands my perception of the world just getting other people's insights because your experiences are going to be totally different than mine so even if we come to the same conclusion like our journeys there um there's just so much to learn from each other absolutely absolutely well thank you so much i
1: appreciate it
0: yeah i love being here thank you
1: Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.